0: Welcome, friends, to Game Master's Studio, where we talk shop about running tabletop role-playing games. With us today is Jared and Ed, with your host, Jerry. Hello and welcome to Game Master
1: Studio, where we'll be talking tabletop role-playing games, tips and tricks that you can use to help bring your game at home up to the next level. Today we're continuing our little kick on superheroes and going to be talking about the difference between supers and heroes. Uh, We'll be discussing morality and attitude and I guess just play a little bit into the alignment if you're trying to tie this into a non-superhero style game, something more along the fantasy D&D that we've spent so long talking about and we're just taking a little break from so today in the studio my name is jerry aka freeden host moderator and hero of the hour with me is jared aka dmf proprietor of mad doc designs creator of the world of wrath semi-professional dm and hero of the future and ed shazam today we are talking about the characters their morals their values and whether it's are they heroes or are they just supers? Um, so we are starting with the designation. We're gonna talk as usual, getting it off with the definitions, talking a little bit about good guys, bad guys, anti-heroes, and some of the other shades of gray that may come into play. Right. So you wanna kick us off starting uh with uh the good guys, the superheroes?
2: Sure. Yeah, you're good guys, your superheroes. These are gonna be the people who are out for, you know, doing good and fighting crime and fighting evil. Uh, their intent is to, you know, do good things in the world, maybe go against bad guys, maybe get revenge for bad things that they've done, that sort of thing. Uh, your pure good guys are probably going to be more, um, uh, well, I guess I just used the word. They're going to be more pure about it. You know, your, your traditional good guys are going to be, you know, sort of beacons of hope. You know, they're going to be the examples of. There are be the examples of what a good person should be: truth, justice, and the
0: American way.
2: Indeed, uh, and and that's that's I mean, really, there's not a lot of I, th- I think explanation a, needed for that. I think
1: I think there's 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 also an important point there to cover. Um, in that the 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 good guys, the heroes, the white hats, um, and this is actually a reference in a comic. They are firefighters. Right. Trouble springs up. They snap into action, they react, they fix the problem, they save lives, you know, they they right. they save the day. These are not necessarily the people who are stopping the bomb before it's built.
2: Right. These exactly. are not the
1: people who are we're going to break down your lab before these experiments get out of control while you're still under government sanction and obeying all the laws, all the rules. Right. These are very reactionary.
2: Oh, no, a bad thing happened. We better go stop it. Yes. We better go contain it. Not "Mm, we think this guy might be uh, uh, doing a bad thing, so we're going to put an end to him now. Right. That's a a very big distinction. Uh, Also, I think with good guys, not every good guy has to be, you know the Boy Scout, good guy who's always super truthful and all that, but I think really Absolutely just the not. just the the basic theme has to be when it comes down to it, they do the right thing.
1: Yes, and for for your storytelling purposes, you can also use um, um, the reactionary nature to build you know they're looking into into a theft of some ancient artifacts and that leads them on the trail of this cult that's stealing different artifacts to enact a ritual to bring a demon into the world right so it's investigating the the theft and all that where they discover the larger plot and they can maybe stop the demon summoning before it happens Mm -hmm. it doesn't mean that the villains have to get away with their plan and the heroes have to deal with the aftermath right Um, but Uh, As TV trope says, you shouldn't, you can't thwart phase one. Right. Exactly. It's always when the villains master plan is about to be completed. That is the earliest that the heroes come in and swoop in to save things, or at least these heroes, these pure that we're talking about. Right. The good guys. The
2: good guys. Yeah. Quote unquote, good guys. Uh, And then on their opposite, you've got the villains, the bad guys, maybe the, the, the black hats. Uh, these these of course are typically the bad guys of your uh, game as a GM. You're going to have probably plenty of these and they'll all have their different motives. Um, and you might even allow some of your players to play as villains. And maybe you run the heroes that react to the things that they do, which could be interesting. That's more of a villain's game than a hero's game, but still it's on the still it's on the right track. Um, and as villains most are going to be evil. They don't all have to be evil. Sort of like, you know, all the good guys don't have to be, you know, boy scouts, all the evil guys don't have to be, you know, uh, demonic baby killers or something like that. They could just be people who um, have their own goals and are willing to do the, the, the bad thing to get to it. Or just had bad
1: circumstances. Right. Um, You know, you talk about your Mr. Freezes, um, you know, the characters who don't have any other choice. Right. It just happens to bring them into conflict with the heroes.
2: Yeah. Uh, v- in general, in, in gaming, villains who might be evil, but really what they're doing they consider to be a good thing are usually the most compelling villains
1: I want to out get, there. I want to get my son to join me so we can overthrow the Empire and bring order to the galaxy. I don't see myself as a villain.
2: Right. And in fact... In fact, what was the Empire doing? Yeah, they were they were bad guys because, you know, we're essentially told that they're, you know, oppressing people and whatnot. But really, they are restoring order to the galaxy. It might be not a great order, you know, depending on the point of view. But maybe being a member of the Galactic Empire wasn't really that bad. I don't know. They don't really give us a whole lot of examples. We're just supposed to believe they're evil, mostly because their leaders are quite evil. But
1: but anyway, with with villains in your game as as the folk as the characters that your players are playing um some important points to remember is that as the heroes are reactionary the villains are active they yes go out they do stuff they make the stories happen which relies on your players exactly. to have drive to plan to do things to want to cause things to happen to make the stories go
2: they got to be a mover and a shaker Right. They absolutely have to have a goal and it can be a large overarching goal or it can just be a smaller goal and maybe they sort of uh, uh, hit their goal often and then just make a new goal and that's fine. But you're to play a villains game or really any evil game. You definitely need your you have to sort of lay the groundwork out with your players and say this is. You are the villains, so you are the ones who are the active characters, so you have to be doing the things. So don't, maybe, you know, I'll I'll put stuff there for you to do, yeah. but I mean, mostly, you guys have to be sort of running, you have to be the engine of this train. you got to be running things. Yeah,
1: a GM can definitely add complications. Right. They can make it so that, you know, you have to work a little harder for your goal, but if you don't have a goal to work towards, there's nothing the GM can give you.
2: Right. While you're, while you're, you know, dastardly creating the Omnibomb to, to hold the world hostage, a group of superheroes shows up at your lab because of all the stolen components led to this one place. Uh, so they're here to thwart your, your plan. So now you have to fight this group of Of supers or 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 heroes or or even
1: just as simple as you're putting together the Omnibomb and now you need a component from this high tech lab on the other side of the country. Now we need to to do a break in yeah. or something was being shipped to you and it got stolen by some hoodlums. Time to go show these people what a real villain is. Exactly. The difference between a villain and a supervillain. Um. So just like in any other genre, the villains are, yeah. are driving the story. And if your players are the villains, they're the ones that have to be doing it.
2: Yeah. And in this case, they just probably have the word super in front of them. Why are they a villain? Maybe they're just a mob boss. Maybe they have they're a dark magic uh, cultist of some sort. Or, you know, maybe they're a super powered individual who's using their abilities for personal gain and willing to break a few eggs to do it. Yeah, good,
1: actually, a good side note that you reminded me of is for... Doing villains for a superhero game, mm-hmm. um, it's okay to do lesser villains. You can do mob bosses. You can do, yes. you know, a recurring gang. It's okay to even have joke villains. That your heroes are up against or if you're playing a villain, lower level heroes to go up against because now and then they get to beat up somebody who's shouldn't be a threat to them. You know, if you look at, you know, comic books or movies and stuff, they'll have them. Oh, here's a minor villain early on that they defeat just so you kind of show off the hero's powers. You know, you can simulate those moments in games by throwing them up against, you know, the your universe's equivalent of paste pot Pete. If we want to dig into the to the Marvel depths to find a joke character, um, they're there. Give give them that 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 fight, give them that win and use that as a springboard into the larger story or mix things up by having a a antagonist that they feel is beneath them. Almost isn't in their league and show them just how dangerous they can be.
2: Right. So then, of course. After hero and or good guy and bad guy, you have your antihero. So your antihero really is your—I mean, everyone knows this term by now. Antihero is your character who wants to do the right thing and get and stop the bad guys, but they're willing to. And I guess I should backtrack. Not necessarily even wants to do the right thing. They want to stop the bad guys. They want to stop the bad thing from happening, and they're willing to go that extra step to do it. Light intentions, dark methods. Yeah, that'd be a good example of that. Uh, some obviously famous uh, uh, antiheroes. Wolverine probably sticks out as probably the prototypical anti antihero.
1: Uh, first one that comes to mind for me is Punisher.
2: Punisher is d- definitely there. Uh, Deadpool, antihero, of course. Um, even you can, in, in some iterations, you can make an argument for Batman. Yeah. Sort of as an anti-hero.
1: Well, I mean, to prevent the murder, Batman's going to break and enter and multiple charges of assault and battery yeah. and some destruction of property um, to save a life. Exactly. Um, yeah, And there's also, I feel you've got a good, you've got a flip side there for the anti-villain. Yeah. When you have somebody who's um, maybe... They're on the side of the bad guys, but it doesn't really make a lot of sense because their motives aren't malicious.
2: Maybe they're just being paid.
1: Yeah. The punch clock villain is an excellent example. Yeah. Um, and you see those around, uh, you know, the uh, the first one I can think of right off the top of my head is Deathstroke. Uh, he's he's a mercenary. You pay him. He's very good at what he does and he cares about getting paid. Right. Um, and he's a very dangerous villain because you don't know who's bankrolling him. Yeah. And he doesn't care who's bankrolling him as long as he's getting paid. And he's got the job to do
2: another version of that. I've actually I've run a game with this character involved. And I've also actually played as this character in a game is the superhero who's using his superheroics to gain money. So he's not really a good guy in the sense that he's out to help people. He doesn't really care. He's making money. Uh, one iteration of him, the way he made money at first was he joined a football team, like a professional football team. And he was faster than everyone on the team and he was stronger than everyone on the team and he couldn't be injured, you know. So he didn't uh, He didn't use his super strength on the football field or super speed on the football field, not really. He just made sure he was a little bit better than everybody else and made millions, you know. Man, Spider-Man wrestling. No, I mean, he just, he did it D- to make a few bucks, but this guy's doing it sort of professionally. That then changed to, okay, well, uh, hero for hire. Yeah.
1: Uh, DC Comics has Booster Gold. Yep. who came back to, to the president to become a superhero so he could be a celebrity and get rich and famous and has found the best way to do that is by doing sponsorship deals. Right. And he does ads and he's on billboards and try this product. It's super.
2: Yeah, that's a great that's a great uh, a, a character archetype to have there. You know, doesn't really fit the mold of the hero. More sort of fits the mold of the anti-hero, but they're also not necessarily does bad things, you know, does some sketchy stuff to make money, but I wouldn't say uh, I, I'm not as from like, I know the character, but I'm not really super familiar with the character. I don't think booster gold's done anything evil. Has he, he's
1: not really, he's not a villain, but he's not really considered a high, uh, a high tier exactly. hero
2: either. Exactly. Yeah. 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 That's sort of where I was going with that. Um,
1: But we also have, as we're bringing through is the, I don't know if we're going to call them anti villains or not, but the villains with good intentions.
2: Well, I think that's still
1: only Dr. Doom can save
2: the
0: world type. You you know, know. I mean, Ed kind of touched on that earlier. Like, you know, the whole concept of like some of the best villains, like they're doing it like most villains think they're doing the right thing. Yeah, right. You know,
2: that that definitely I I agree with Jared here. That definitely falls under villain. It's just their motivation is different. Yes, you can certainly have the psycho killer who or, or serial killer who just is compulsed to go out and kill and maim. And leave a calling card. And that's fine. Maybe you have the terrorist who, once a week, wants to blow something up. But then you have the guy who's like, I'm trying to save my wife. I need that piece of tech to do it. I'll kill anyone who gets in my way. Same
0: reference you gave before, like when Mr. Freeze. Mr. Mr. Freeze, yeah. Again, you know, like the whole... I wouldn't, I mean, I said most, maybe not most, but like a large portion of villains think they're doing the right thing or they yeah. think that they're, you know, that it's for I mean, the greater good. There are right. some that are just, just knock knocking over the dark to path rich. to get there. Exactly. Or, and some of them might even be going down a dark path to get to a dark place, but in their mind, it's still going to be a nice place, you know what I mean? But yeah. again, like, you know... The, the road to hell is paved with good intentions. So <laughs> yeah, that's a know, saying I, for a reason. Yeah. It's, it's a saying for a reason. I think that's, it's, it's a good way. It's also a good concept for like, if you don't know how to like, you know, I'm trying to figure out what, what's my mil- villain's motivation. Come up with like, what sounds like a positive motivation and then twist it around. Exactly. And that's how you can make a really, you know, good, interesting character, you know, good, interesting villain. Something that's more interesting than just, I do bad things because I'm a bad guy. I th-
1: I think that'd be interesting too, because that would come up with a, a, well, technically that would almost come up with, it's a justification. It's not a reason. Yeah, exactly. So your character, the villain is doing what they want because they feel like it. They just have an excuse to help them sleep at night.
0: Yeah, like, yes. um, what's his face from the newest Star Trek movie that, that came out there? The guy, he used to be Colin. part of the, what, not Khan. no, the the newest no, one, the you're, third you're
2: one. About- yeah, so you're talking about Star Trek Beyond. Yeah. Uh, he was the, uh, I forget the character's name, but he was the captain of a ship that went into this area. Right,
0: exactly. Former Starfleet.
2: Right. And he, because he felt abandoned. Then, once he gained all of these other powers, he felt justified to go and basically be a terrorist against
0: yeah. Uh, and Starfleet. Yeah. In his mind, Starfleet was the, the, the real criminal for letting him, his, right. for giving him a ship and sending him off in, in the middle of nowhere and then like just abandoning him and exactly. never coming to find him. They're the real bad guys. He's doing the universe a favor by trying to take down Starfleet.
2: Exactly. So my, de- definitely uh, villains who are just evil or good villains who have uh, good intentions, I think, are pretty interesting. And just like what we just talked about, the villain who might be doing a bad thing, but definitely feels justification for it. My, can also my be favorite intriguing. of the
1: justifications is Lex Luthor. Mm-hmm. Who feels that Superman is preventing humanity from becoming as glorious as it could be because they're being weak by relying on him? Mm-hmm. So if he can remove Superman from the equation, humanity will do amazing and wonderful things. Is that
2: Lex Luthor's train of thought? That is. I thought that, he was just oh. a douche. <laughs> In some iterations, it depends. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah it, it, there's a lot it, of. Iterations, it
0: depends,
1: but of that Lex, that was yeah. definitely one of the one of the iterations was. That was his motivation for. And if you think about standing it, against Superman,
2: and if you think about it, that's a hero and a villain with the exact same motivation. They both want to save the world. Yep. The hero does it by helping people in bad situations, and the villain does it by exploring different options and being willing again to break as many eggs as he needs to get to that point. A lot to of make Le- that omelet, right? Yeah. To make the, to make that omelet, I should have thought of that myself. <laughs> uh, a lot of what Lex Luthor does uh, is really like based on underhanded research and that sort of thing you know gaining abilities or learning tech in in those sorts of ways and also in trying to just stop superman because he keeps thwarting him so those are interesting iterations of that so we've covered you know heroes villains anti-heroes um then we did we did have one
1: point Uh, When we're talking about the hero villain morality that you in the pre-show, when we're talking about this, that you specifically lined out that you wanted to touch. And that Mm -hmm. is the morality of to kill or not to kill. Right. Lethality.
2: So this sort of goes beyond like alignment. So. If you're doing like a modified D&D game as a superhero game, you're obviously going to have those alignments. Uh, Another superheroes game out there that I play a lot, Heroes Unlimited, has its own alignments. It's uh, the Rifts and Palladium system. Some systems uh, will have alignments. Others won't. Uh, Systems that you don't have it, you can use the D&D one. It's probably the most well-known. This doesn't really mean what's your alignment. It means what's your your morality. As a hero, you're going to come across bad guys all the time. Well, if you're playing in a superhero game and you're a superhero and you're face, facing villains, you're coming across bad guys all the time. Maybe some of them are just misguided. Maybe some of, some of them are just bank robbers, you know, and they're not really hurting people. But eventually you're going to come across those guys that are hurting people. Some are just violently, brutally killing people. Others may be killing people on a large scale. And you're going to have someone in the group, no matter what you set as a guideline, who says, we should probably kill this guy. So as a hero, Do you kill or not? That's going to be a really important question that you want to bring up, not just as a GM to their players, but throughout the game, throw things at them that they have to make that decision at.
1: I think, you know, even looking at the source materials, it's something that's, that comes up time and again and gets, gets heavy handed, uh, approaches and there's you know more subtle ways right. and sometimes especially looking at the fan the fan backlash you know there's a little bit of spoilers here but for uh, Man of Steel the ending mm-hmm. it it ended with Superman having to kill a combatant right and the huge fan outlash and the fan backlash and just the response to this is. This is a hero who's... Superman doesn't kill. Yeah, exactly. And and that's that's the response. And even worse than that, Superman doesn't have to kill. Superman should never need to kill. Superman has all of the options available to handle a situation without killing. (laughs) Right. Um, And then, you know, this happened and it created this huge, I mean, not only this backlash, but really this emotional investment for all these people. Right. You know, and it added so much depth and made people stop and look and examine the character. This character who has been a hard line does not kill. Um, which, you know, if you get into the, to the backstory of the character, it isn't always necessarily hard line. But the general perception is if anybody does, you know, the last person that you expect to kill somebody is Superman. Exactly. And then this happens and it creates a huge emotional impact.
0: Which was So just, he follows it up with a movie with the second guy you ever thought would never kill anyone, Batman, killing all kinds of people.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, I, that that wasn't Batman. That was the Punisher in a Batman suit.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was my issue
1: with, with Dawn of Justice was they kept calling Punisher Batman. <laughs>
2: yeah. So, yeah. So, obviously, your heroes. So, your better heroes, or when I say better, I guess I should say your more pure heroes should... Probably never kill, and they should think along those lines. Well, I can't kill this person, and one of the reasons for that isn't just because, well, it would be wrong to kill, but it's also because they're a role model, yeah. They are okay, yeah, that's that's a good reason. They are a role model. If they start killing, then other people who follow in their footsteps are just going to start killing. Uh, but also, um, they then the person doing the bad things can never redeem themselves, and a hero should want. Should should be hopeful that the villain will understand the flaw in their thinking and maybe be able to be redeemed.
1: They want the happy ending for everyone, including the villain.
2: Right. And if you're playing a good guy, even if you're not playing the Boy Scout good guy, just someone who does the right thing when it comes down to it, then you can sort of tussle with the idea. But, you know, you should be thinking along the lines of we're not going to kill. When it comes down to it, no, I won't kill this person. Yeah. Because even though they've done very terrible things, they could be redeemable. They might be able to use their knowledge to help us. All those sorts of things. Now, yes, as a gamer, that's really dangerous. We've all read comic books. We've all watched a lot of, you know, fiction. We've all played a ton of games. We've all seen this bite them in the ass over and over we, and over again. We know it's going to bite you in the ass again, but it's a really good thing to sort of sit down and talk to your players about a just for the more mor- morality conundrum and b so as a GM, you don't have to make a million villains.
1: Well, it's also I know in the D&D game, I kill the villain then there's a raised dead spell waiting in the wings. Right. So I'm not necessarily so worried about that because if I capture him and throw him in jail and he's in jail for 60 years, then they can't raise him. If I kill him, they'll raise him and he'll be back out in a week. Right. Um, But yeah, even though, even though compassion is a weakness that we may not share with our enemies, it is important because that's what differentiates the heroes from the villains.
2: Agreed. Agreed. Your anti-hero would probably be more along the kill line. They see a bad guy who's done bad things and probably even bad things to them. They're going to find them and they're going to finish them off. And it's not because they like to kill. It's not because they want to kill. It's not because they're bloodthirsty. It's just because they understand that sometimes the ends justify the means. And that, in a lot of ways, that's how you can, you can sort of uh, talk about anti-villains. You know, the Punisher doesn't kill because he likes to. The Punisher kills because the bad guys he's taking out are really bad guys. He kills because it's a permanent solution. Exactly. So that way they don't come back. I would actually. I'm actually trying to
1: come up with somebody under the uh, that would normally be considered under the anti-hero type moniker who um, would be reluctant to kill. And the closest I can come up with is Arsenal from DC Comics, except one of the running themes from Arsenal is that he was trying to be the bad anti-hero, but ultimately he had the heart of a hero. Yeah. Um, so that's the only thing That's the only thing I can come up with. And I have I have a good amount of, of yeah. comics knowledge.
2: Yeah, there's a lot of anti-heroes out there. And I think most of them, as you say, they do just sort of kill. Yeah. Uh, and they're OK with that. But in in, this, in the same thing, it's it's not that they're that they like it, and it's not that they want to. It's just they're in a situation, and the best Back. thing they can do is point a gun at something and shoot it, which is probably going to kill it. You know, yeah. um, the Star Lord and the Guardians of the Galaxy is a good example of a bunch of anti heroes. Essentially, they are thematically um, criminals. But they're good guys. So in in a sense, they're anti hero They're probably lighter anti heroes than most, but they're anti heroes. But what do they do to their enemies? I mean, they're shooting them all the time. They're killing them because that's just they're at war. You know, you know, essentially they're battling other bad guys and they just have to defend themselves and protect themselves. And well, let's use this laser rifle and point it at them and shoot them. Well, what's probably going to happen? They're probably going to die. But that's just the scenario. Um, And then you can even ask your villains, kill or not to kill. Right. You know, if your villain thinks he's a good guy doing a good thing, he might leave some people alive because he doesn't want to just go in and kill everyone. It's just if he has to, he might. And then if the heroes come to stop him, and this is, you know, a common trope that you see in like cartoons and comic books. So you you can use this as well. Sometimes the villains beat the heroes and let them live. You know, don't come after me again, or the results might be different and then flies off into the sunset with the, the, you know, the 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 Omni tech that he's going to use to save the Omni bomb to build the Omni bomb. That's right. Yeah. Uh, and, and of course, the Omni bomb isn't actually going to yeah, it's going to kill some people, but it's going to save a lot more, you know, so it's he's justified in using it. He's, a, you know, good guy.
1: Or you just have the the hero shows up, the villain fights with him and the villains there to steal the Omni tech. And he puts the hero through a window. The hero dents the side of a truck collapses. And the hero and the villain's like, okay, now I'm going to grab the omnitech and leave. Cause that's what I was here for. Mm-hmm. And
2: the or, prior- throw in, or throw in a twist. The hero wakes up in like the hospital or something, you know, depending on their power level and what they've got, they, they wake up in their hospital and the person who described, and they, they describe the person who brought him in and it's the villain. Wouldn't that be an interesting twist? The villain brought him to the hospital so he wouldn't die. And then went off with the Omnitech so he could create the Omni bomb.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's, there's, there's deep. Are diff- you writing
2: this down? <laughs> you should write this down. We should
1: record this. No, actually, I know. Actually, I'm yes,
2: working. record this so that we can we can talk. Oh wait,
1: I'm working uh, on trying to come up with a scenario that I can think of where that happened.
2: Um, Want to take a minute? We can take I a minute. Think, and I think I think our I don't think our our listeners would mind some dead air if you wanted to stop and think for a bit. And I think, <laughs>
1: and I think, well, I was thinking Invincible. Cause I know there's the scene where he has to fight his father who chooses not to kill him, but I can't remember all the justifications for it.
2: I wonder, th- well, I, you know, that might be true. I don't really understand. I don't know that series much uh, at all. Hey, you know what? If any of our listeners can think of a time when the villain actually s- sort of saved the hero. the hero because he didn't really want to kill him. That wasn't his intention. Uh, let us know. Cause we're kind of coming up blank here.
0: It's had to have happened. Yeah, it's yeah. gotta happen. Yeah. Uh, we too interesting that creative. It's too interesting. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
2: we not that creative. And it it's too interesting an idea to have never happened. Maybe Magneto? When he fights the X-Men, maybe he... I mean, he Possibly. tries not to kill them. He, I know.
0: Group that event, he met a Wolverine, but didn't kill him. I know there was a story...
2: <laughs> well, no, that was different. <laughs> I know that, that was that was certainly an intent to kill him. But most of the time when they fight him, he doesn't really want to kill them because they're mutants. Yeah,
1: I know there was a uh, story arc in The Flash... Um shortly after the identity crisis and the, the whole um, death of the superhero deal. I'm flash comic book series. Sorry. I'm not, I'm not spoiling any TV shows for anybody, um, but they had it where they had a uh, captain cold goes to talk to the flash because there's, there's cops getting killed and, he imprisons he kind of traps the flash but he says i'm not going to kill you i want to let you know that the rogues have nothing to do with this because if we take out the cops then the cops are all on our case which we want to take care of and the only thing worse than killing a cop is killing a cape and Hmm. he leaves and he lets him live letting him know that no we don't want to kill superheroes because then the superheroes will be all up in our grill
2: jared you looked like you just had an epiphany well, we were trying to think of when the villain save saved the, the hero. hero.
0: Fucking, excuse me, Flash season one, episode one, Friggin' Harrison Wells saves Barry Allen from dying. He's in the coma and no one knows what's wrong with him. He doesn't technically bring him to the hospital, but he needs the Flash to get stronger and faster so that he can get back to the future. Like that's, you know, he's helps Barry Allen. So, yeah, there. I got to watch this series at some point. <laughs>
2: Yeah, so. I, that that is an example. I wouldn't have immediately thought of that. So that's yeah, a good yeah. point. Well,
0: I, I I didn't think of it until he mentioned Flash, and I was like, wait a second.
2: Now <laughs> I w- I would say that. He, so first of all, Harrison Wells being the bad guy was a little convoluted through the first season. Yeah, uh, a you know, little bit. Also,
0: like, he's not really Harrison Wells. He's yeah, exactly. Thawne, who's the Reverse Flash. And if you don't already know that, then I apologize. We're on season three now, for God's sakes. Right, get it together, people. (laughs) Um, I think I saw So the the interesting thing about that is he actually caused what struck Barry Allen with the lightning to hurt him initially, but then also turned around and saved him because he needed to turn him into the Flash. But he also needed him to not die so he could become the Flash and also helped him get faster. Right. And was basically like his mentor for most of the first season.
2: Now, in that scenario, I would think that it was a villain... Um, he was help, He did help the hero, but to obtain his own goals.
0: Oh, yeah. It was all um, in his own best interest. Yeah. I'm yeah.
2: specifically wondering if there's a time out there where the villain sort of just uh, did it out of, just did it out of so, sort of morals. Like, yeah. I don't really want to kill anyone and this guy's really bad off. You know, I just threw him through a wall and he crashed onto the street and now he's dying. So I'm going to take him to the hospital real quick so they can try to save him and then I'm going to go hatch my evil scheme and unleash the Omnibomb to do I don't know. What should it do? What should the Omnibomb do? We'll think of that later. We'll think of that later.
1: <laughs> the Omnibomb is, it kills people, but it only kills people with a certain genetic coding.
2: Ah, yeah. Okay. I like so it,
1: it selectively kills based on a criteria that the villain has already chosen. Maybe out.
2: this is secretly a Magneto plot and he's, he, well, the, the Omnibomb is going to well, kill people. Well, it's actually it people. is
1: starting to sound a little bit like the uh, X2, X Men United. Oh, no.
2: Oh, yeah, right. Yeah. The, uh, uh, the end of that where he, Flipped everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where originally was going to
1: kill all the mutants and they made it to kill all the non-mutants and then other stuff. Yeah.
2: Obviously, if you need any references for your superhero games, there are so many movies out now. Yeah. Uh, that you can uh, you can use, and even the bad ones, you can take the plots from that and sort of tweak and try to make them better.
0: And reading is fundamental,
2: indeed. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> comics and whatnot, regular books, yeah, I mean, anything.
1: I mean, you can, and you can, you can buy trade paperbacks. You get full story arcs, so you can see how yeah, it works. You can just buy you the can, graphic novels of half these series now. Yeah, you can yeah. and. You can find a lot of this stuff online. I've been I've found some comic archives that I've been reading through specifically to get into some of the more third party stuff, which I'm finding some interesting. Which I'm finding some interesting storylines that the DC Marvel universes didn't really get into.
2: Yeah. All right. So, yeah, that was our uh, our talk there on the good guys, bad guys, anti heroes, and to kill or not to kill uh what do you think
1: well i think that is kind of a good place to wrap it up you know kind of the go out there do your research read find a lot of stuff and yeah if anybody actually if anybody can get us um uh, a good instance of here's when a villain saved a hero kind of out of the the, it's the right thing to do type deal definitely give us a uh Shopac will give you a shout out or something
2: you know, you know someone's gonna mention it and we're gonna be like oh right of course that you yeah. just can't think of it right now it's just drawing a blank yeah
1: so uh so we do have at least one more time that we're gonna be hanging out in superhero land uh which we will get back to when we come back around but uh in the meantime definitely check us out on facebook like comment and subscribe twitter gms studios uh Jared's usually manning the Twitter posts and we'll be, uh, eagerly awaiting for who can come up with the he- villain, saving the hero situation. Um, you can drop us a line on a message board. If you'd rather do kind of a public declaration of, I know more than those guys do. Uh, and if you're feeling really cocky, you can go to patreoncom slash game studio and show how much better than us. You are by supporting us uh, getting access to exclusive content on our blog and early information about what we've got planned coming up. Um, definitely let us know see what we can do and we'll be back next week with uh, our last run at the superheroes for the moment so we will see you the next time we get back into the studio